Welcome to the Geekdom Kong Podcast. How are you? Now welcome your host, Caleb the Yeti Wilson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Caleb. Hi. How are you? Welcome to uh, my very first episode to this wonderful podcast in which I have called Geekdom Come. Now, I want to get it straight, like right out of the box, right as forward as possible, that this right here is 100% a Christian, God-centered, biblically-founded podcast. Does that mean I personally am infallible? No. Uh, does it mean I am without sin? Haha! <laughs> no. That just means that though I will talk a whole lot on this podcast about almost anything geek related under the sun, whether that is something that really has to do with uh, movies, TV shows, animation, writing, video games, comic books, or just honestly for me, cartoons overall. I'm a big cartoon fan. I want to make sure that for the most part, though there might be some uh, episodes here and there where we don't like just don't talk exactly strictly about anything um, about Christianity or scriptural, I still want this to be the firm foundation of this podcast. Um, I know it wasn't too very obvious for that intro, but I'm working on it. Either way, I am so glad that you are here to actually Come and listen to my Sonic 2 The Review episode. Honestly, I was hoping to make something different for the first episode, but I'm going to have to put that on hold for another one. That one I have a, a proper script for, but this I do not have a script, and so expect actually for that to happen now and then, where you might get a podcast episode where there is it is definitely scripted, or it is not scripted, and it's just simply very much like what we're doing right now. Um, and that is just, just ta talking. I'm just talking and see, I, I made a little flub there, but it's not the end of the world because today I just hope to talk about the Sonic 2 movie that recently came out today. It is currently the 13th. We saw it yesterday on the 12th and the movie came out on the 8th. So I, as the, uh, head of discipleship training for the youth at my church, um, so I'm not a youth pastor. I'm just the leader of our youth group. I took our youth group to the movies yesterday to go see the Sonic 2 movie. And uh, their parents came. Some kids that are a little too young for youth group, they came as well. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I got to sit next to one of the parents and elders in training as we watched the movie and it was a lot of fun. That's something I could definitely say for anybody wondering. This movie was very fun. It was very enjoyable. It had moments where uh, I was like, well, mm, I don't like that this is happening. I don't like that this exactly is something that just happened. Not in a straight, fun. I have fundamental, really great reasons for it. It's more of... Oh, I didn't like that, but that's really it. Uh, but for the most part, it was really enjoyable. If I have any, uh, Christian parents that are listening to this, uh, don't worry. I don't believe there's anything gay in there in case you're concerned. Um, 
I know that sounds kind of uh, bold to say, but truly within Christianity, do we believe that we are perfect? Absolutely not. Do we believe we need a savior? Absolutely. And that is including uh, homosexuality. We as Christians do genuinely believe that, not genuinely, we 100% believe that homosexuality is indeed wrong. It is a sin, just as thievery or being straight, but yet being someone who sleeps around it's still a sin. It's not good. And lately we've been having a lot of push for homosexuality or just LGBTQ plus, 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 plus stuff being pushed into our movies. So you parents, I could say, rest assured, you're not going to get that. You do have, if you've seen the first movie, you do have Eggman's or Jim Carrey's Eggman, Robotnik, whatever, his sidekick, who seems a little too obsessive over him, but that just seems more of a funny, obsessive character. Could it be pushed that he is gay? Yes, it easily could be. But does it appear that way? No. You could see this character being a thing, I believe, uh, in a movie uh, two decades ago, or maybe a decade ago, where he might seem kind of gay, but he's not. He's, he's most likely just an incredibly obsessive person who really likes Robotnik because he's awesome, I guess. Um, but other than that, it's not really, it's not a bad movie. It's very enjoyable. Um, you don't see very much of James Marsden, but he does become a bit more involved near the end. Uh, the inclusion of Tails and Knuckles was phenomenal. I actually was more fond of Knuckles uh, then Tails, though he was definitely the one that made everybody more interested in seeing the sequel, considering he showed up at the very end of the first movie. So, if you really want to see Tails, oh, you're going to see Tails. You're going to see a lot of them. I know at least one of uh, the youth members in our church, uh, she is just obsessed with Tails. She thinks Tails is awesome. Uh, and why? Well, her reason is, he's the cutest! So, but for me, I actually really enjoy Knuckles far more than I expected. And actually, that's something that I really want to kind of get into a bit more. But I would say, without just getting into any uh, true spoilers, I'd I'd say, go see the movie. Take your family. Take your kids. It is incredibly fun. It is a very enjoyable film. Very good versus evil. It has a bit of comedy where you're just, as a parent, you're like... <sighs> roll the eyes because it's humor for the kids but for the most part it's it it's very enjoyable i'd say for everybody and even some of the other parents that were there to watch the movie with me and with the youth they seem to really enjoy it as well so i'd say go give it a watch have a make a nice night of it have fun now if you want to know exactly what this has to do with anything biblically or, or Christian-wise, besides what I said that there's nothing homosexual in there that at least I could see, though you might find it differently, I, I feel confidently there's nothing purely homosexual in there. Uh, I would say it is, funny enough, something that I first wanted to talk just about Knuckles, and then I thought a little bit more about it, and I'm like, you know, I could actually talk about all three of our colorful, little, adorable animals with superpowers um and that's so knuckles tails and sonic and exactly so what do these characters have to do with anything talking about uh anything like truly biblical or or christian or anything of that sort well if you're concerned that i'm gonna make some kind of weird analogy to talk about the trinity you're in luck i ain't doing that <laughs> i have 
no interest in doing that. I, I joked uh, about something like that with one of the parents being like, wow, with this turnout at the Sonic movie, maybe we should change our youth group theme to Sonic themed and, and try to squeeze as, try to milk it as much as we can and try to use a magnifying glass and try to really find some Christian meaning into a Sonic franchise. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but I did joke about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that just as a joke again at a youth group meeting. But no, for the most part, this is really something that uh, I, I wanted to talk a lot about because it's something that I think is very, very important. So what exactly do I want to talk about with these three characters? Well, I'm going to start with Knuckles so you kind of get my idea. One of the reasons why I really, really liked Knuckles in the Sonic 2 movie was he was just cool. Now, Knuckles, if you haven't been actually following up on any Sonic stuff, I haven't followed it very closely, but, I mean, the most recent rendition of Knuckles in true media, I would say, would be Sonic Boom, which was a TV show on, I believe that was Cartoon Network, where it was just the, the main characters plus some living on an island and doing silly things. It was mostly a comedy show, not an action show, uh, or very intensely story-driven either. Now, in that show, Knuckles is there, but he is pretty much the stereotype that has kind of got on my nerves. There are ways where it works, and I think they actually did that with this show, um, but there are ways where the whole uh, more bronze than brains kind of character can be done in a very comical way. But I feel too often it is, it is too done, and it's very annoying especially in the more masculine sense that I would say. So it, it kind of almost builds this idea, it kind of puts this idea in mind that if you are a big muscle man and you're just a big fighter and puncher and brrrr, you're automatically a dum-dum. You, you, are, you are no greater than a sucker on a stick. You, you, are two, you are several fries short of a Happy Meal. I don't like that. Now, I can enjoy something like that with, say, Patrick Starr from Spongebob, because Patrick's not supposed to be the big muscle-bound dude that's an idiot. No, Patrick's just goofy and stupid. He does it in such a charming way, I can't explain exactly, but that's fine. But with Knuckles, he has been downgraded so much since his original introduction in, I don't know which, but one of the Sonic games from, like, the 90s or early 2000s. I'm sorry, Sonic fans. I'm not a big Sonic fan. I'm just a casual Sonic fan. Um, but ever since then, it seems like they have constantly lowered him to being somebody who's just easily fooled to a complete imbecile. Someone who just doesn't really get things, who doesn't understand things. He is stupid because he's big Mr. Muscle Man. Now, you might disagree with me on that. I know some of the youth members in my church disagree on that, but... That's what I think is done too much, and it's very annoying. I don't understand why he's funny. Because, again, he's just a stereotype of, Big strong man, but do, but really stupid in the brain. Her, I punch things. But with Knuckles in this movie, he's not that. He is, yes, muscle man. He's a tough guy. And he's voiced by Idris Elba, which I think is probably one of the best decisions ever made in Hollywood, at least in recent years. Where... Uh, he is he's tough, he is intimidating, he is actually larger than, than Sonic and Tails, he is cool, 
<laughs> no, that's not a great example. I just had to throw that one out there. Um, but he is also, he's very smart with combat. He he is confident in his abilities. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to fight. He knows what to fight. He is confident in his skills to fight. And he is an honor-bound echidna. Now, when you watch the movie, you find out that he's kind of a bit mixed up. He is someone who is a bit more revenge-focused. He is very revenge-focused. He's against Sonic because something I, I I don't really want to spoil it. It's not a big spoiler. I just don't want to spoil it really much for the movie for you. But he's very focused, which is great. And that's something that I think is very uh, appealing, is someone who is very focused. Um, but the thing about him is he is very focused on revenge. That's that's the problem with him, and that's what makes him more of an antagonist for the most part. I mean, he was antagonistic, if I recall correctly, in the original game when he was shown, so it's accurate. So he is a character who, let's just bring it all back again. He is strong, he is courageous, he is confident, he is capable in fighting, and he is an honor-bound individual. And those are all great. And in my opinion, that's he is probably one of the most masculine characters that I am aware of in family media. I almost said children's media, but no, I'm talking about overall, like family media. So that engulfs Disney productions, Marvel movies, little kids shows, all that stuff. He is the most masculine character in all of those, at least on the surface. And I can appreciate that. Yes, he is intimidating, and near the end, you kind of see he's not the smartest, but it's all played in the way of he's just not familiar with the world that he is in. He's not familiar with Earth. He's not familiar with his customs, and he's not familiar with a certain culture that you see him kind of adapting near the end, which is really nice as well. But he is still an enjoyable character. He is massive. And he is willing to be aggressive. But he's not a bad guy. He's an antagonist for the most for most of the movie. But he's not a bad guy. So I want to put that on the shelf. Remember those characteristics about him. Remember them, put them on the shelf, and we're going to talk about now Sonic and Tails. So Sonic is also a character that has masculine traits about him. Now, like Knuckles, he is also very flawed, but I feel like Tails, sorry, not Tails, Sonic's flaws are, though Knuckles is more destructive, Sonic is a bit more selfish, in a way. So let me explain. When it comes to Sonic, what makes his character masculine is his desire to protect and defend his family and his friends. That was kind of a big part at the very end of the first movie. And in this movie, it's a bit more emboldened, which I can appreciate. I can always appreciate a character that is willing to fight for their family and friends. Not for themselves, not for their own selfish gains, which can be enjoyable in some way, shape, or form in some ways. But for Sonic, it is all he's doing this because of the people whom he loves and whom he cares for. And that is always a very admirable thing to have. That's a very admirable character trait to have. Now, the problem with Sonic is he is very immature. 
He is depicted in these movies as a child, pretty much. He is incapable of fully understanding really what responsibility is. He does kind of what he wants to do and doesn't really take advice very often. He's very much like a normal kid, but also, you know, a Hollywood depiction of a normal kid. Parents are out. Let's throw a party. Trash the house. I never understood that. I never did. Like growing up watching Smart House on Disney Channel. It's like, what? what's the appeal of parents are gone? Let's make a party. I never got that. But that's just me. Anyway, going away from that tangent, he definitely is he's a bit uh, too fast to make decisions to think. And that can be a problem. And he's just overall, yeah, very immature. That's the best way I can really explain this current rendition of Sonic. He's very immature. But when it counts, he is willing to be the hero for those that need him. And those that need him the most are his friends and his family. So that's something that I believe everyone should really see and take from the character of Sonic. And understand that that right there is 100% a masculine trait. And one that I, I, I personally try my best to adhere to as well. Because I want to be protective. But you kind of have to stick with what you know, the Bible says. Don't go and search for fights. If a fight comes to your family, try to bring it down. If it, something happens, you just do your best to protect and defend your friends and family. That is very masculine. So now let's put Sonic to the side. So we have Knuckles, who is bold. He is very muscular. He's very strong. He's very confident. He is well-versed in combat, and he is incredibly determined. Now, with Sonic, he is very protective of his friends and family. He is a hero of his friends and families, and that's very important as well, though both of them have their own problems. And Tails, well, what can really be said about Tails that makes him masculine? I mean, in a way, he is younger than Sonic, I don't know their ages in these movies, to be honest. In the ages, I get all flipped around. I'm not going to dive into that. But Tails is younger than Sonic. So Tails, he's kind of got a bit of this uh, Sonic's the best thing in the world kind of attitude. He is Mr. Adorable. He really doesn't have any ability to fight. He doesn't fight very much. When you play him in the games, yeah, he can do stuff, but he's not a fighter. His stories have rarely involved him being a fighter. He is a young child with two tails that can fly, which is awesome. And he has a bit of... He idolizes Sonic a little too much. But that's the one thing that I think we can take from Tails, especially from this movie. So I'm not talking about Tails in any other way, uh, in any other media. Just in this movie, he is a character who is an outcast, but he is also humble. Or how I'd like to say, he ha- like there is a humiliation in Tails. Again, he is kind of an outcast because he's got two tails, which is weird. He is a brainiac, though, which is cool. Um, But he has this humiliation in the way that he doesn't really look to himself to be his salvation. He doesn't look to himself in confidence. He doesn't look to himself for really anything. He looks to himself when it comes to doing something smart. When it comes to building something and smart stuff. He's a smart boy. But that's something that I think we ought to, as men, because it's so easy for men to become prideful 
of just anything. You are proud of your truck. You're proud of your boy. You're proud of your wife. Prideful of your house. You're prideful of your job. You're prideful of that fish you caught last week. It was this big. But we as men should not be like that. Like, we can have some fun, of course, with saying, hey, take a look at my truck. Man, that's a nice truck. Thanks, man. So is yours. But you got to be humble. You have to have a humiliation where you don't look to yourself. You don't look to your own things and gain a great sense of pride. And, of course, Tails does kind of feel that with his machines, but we're not talking about that part right there. So I want to bring all these characters together now. And I know this is a weird conversation. I don't think anyone expected anybody in any Christian medium to talk about, but I'm doing it now, dang it. And you're going to listen here. So, that's the bold part of me talking. So, we've got the bold, the more the more physical uh, part of masculinity. And that is where we've got Knuckles. Where he is a bit more bold. He's daring. He's a bit brash. He is honor bound. He's a great fighter. And he's not dumb, but he's skilled. And that's great. That's a very good part of being masculine. Even smaller, weaker men are still men nonetheless. But with, with Knuckles, great little simplification of physically, outwardly, this is what a man ought to be. Uh, determined as well. That's great as well. I know it's more inward, but just try to be a determined man. Have goals. Be determined. So let's then uh, combine that with Sonic. So imagine a character like Knuckles, especially if you've seen the movie by now, and Sonic, where you just, how amazing would a man be if he had the attributes of Knuckles, but the caring heart and the desire to protect and defend his family of Sonic? That, those two things are so great, so important to have together. But you kind of need to have, as to be a truly masculine individual, you need to have a bit of tails in the way of to be someone who is humble. To be someone who doesn't consider himself to be the greatest of all. The top dog. The best thing that's ever happened since sliced bread. You are your own savior. You can pull yourself up with your own bootstraps. We kind of need to have this understanding of tales. Where he is weaker, he is far more humble, and he has a humiliation about him because he doesn't look to himself. His hope, his faith, doesn't come from himself. It comes from somebody else. And all these together, I think, is what really, really, really makes a masculine man. These, these different traits. And, of course, there are variations, and I don't want to discount that. The last thing I want to do is to tell a man you're not a man unless you genuinely are repulsed by anything masculine. But there's one thing that I want to use is use Tails part that is very important. In fact, I would say this is the foundation of what it is to be truly masculine. So what I was saying with Tails, and Tails has this wrong. He genuinely 100% has this wrong. Maybe not 100%, but very close. He has this wrong where his hope and his faith is placed in another created being, created by Sega. He is completely head over heels, just 
all of his hope and dreams and everything is placed into Sonic the Hedgehog, a character who is, as we'd stated earlier, immature, who thinks a little too fast, doesn't take his time. Also, a sinful individual, just like Tails. Yes, Tails is sinful, I know. So hard to imagine. Uh, We're all sinful individuals. And to put your hope, your faith, your trust into another sinful created being, you're building yourself up for destruction. Because that's not where you should put your hope, your faith, your trust. As a foundation, so you have your humility of tails, your protectiveness of Sonic, and just your just testosterone, just red-blooded, meat-eating man kindness of Knuckles. All these are great, but the foundation, the foundation, none of those have any worth if your foundation is not in Christ. That's where Tails has it kind of right. Kind of. But he doesn't. And I know, this is a fictional character. Just follow with me. He does put his hope and his faith and his trust in another sinful being. Now, if you were to bring all these traits together, what you ought to do is put your hope, your faith, your trust into the God of the Bible. The God of creation. The God of heaven and earth. The Alpha and Omega. The one who created us the one who knows exactly everything that needs to be known about us he knows us intimately each one of us he made us male and female he made this world he made the solar system he made the galaxy he made the universe and yet he was still and he is great he is all-powerful he is amazing he cannot be brought down at all And he is the triune God, something that we barely can understand. That it is one God, but three distinct persons. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They don't become each other. They're not three separate gods. They're one God. Our God didn't need anybody. He didn't need us. He didn't need the galaxy. He was sufficient. And yet, what he did was he made us. Why, we don't know. But he made us and he loved us. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. But yet at the same time, we are still so fallen and broken, all because of Adam. But we wouldn't have done anything different. Adam and Eve didn't do anything different than what we would have done. If someone told us, did God really say that? Did he really say, don't eat that apple? I think he's lying to you. I think he really was saying that he doesn't want you to be like God himself. So you should eat that apple. You know, it's really great for you. Sorry, apple fruit. We would have done the same thing. We're all sinful individuals. So why would we put our faith, hope, and trust in each other when each one of us would do something that is to go against a perfect God? And that's something Tails would have to learn. Why would he put his faith, hope, and trust in a character that would do something like that? That would eat of the fruit. Now, what did we do? What what do we do with our sinfulness? We just put our hope, faith, and trust in God and we're good? No, it's more than that. And that's why the Son, Jesus, came here to earth, humbled himself. I said he can't, this God cannot be lowered, which is true. Christ himself, he did come down and he was humbled as a human. He was limited as a person. But yet he was still God. He was God-man. No one was able to see it. But he was still also in control as well. He came down and he was killed. And he was perfect. The greatest crime in the universe, the most perfect man who abides by all the laws that God has given us, 
He was killed. Unjustly. But yet he did that so that he could bear the sins. He could bear our sins. He could bear your sins. He could bear Tails' sins. Maybe not Tails. Sorry, Tails. You're a fictional character. But he came to bear our sins. Because God, being good, had every single right to eradicate us from the face of the earth. But God, being rich in mercy, sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to bear the punishment, to bear the wrath that we so rightfully deserve, so that we may be with him in eternity, so that we may be washed by the blood of Christ. So ultimately, to be a masculine man, be strong, be determined, be courageous, be bold, be protective, be loving of your family and your friends. And that includes the body of Christ. Be caring, be humble, have humiliation, but especially be humbled and have humiliation when you compare yourself to the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good, all-righteous, and all-loving God that is Yahweh. Not a blue blur, not a Mario, not a president, not a pastor, not a friend, not a brother, sister, father, mother, not anybody that is equally sinful as we are, but to put our faith, hope, and trust into the one who conquered sin and crushed death. That is what it is to be masculine. Be bold, be protective, be humble. But ultimately, have all that be stacked on top of the firm, strong foundation that is Christ. Because without Christ, there is no point to anything and there is no hope for anything. So, that was... The subject I want to talk about the most. Because in this world where femininity and masculinity is becoming blurred, we need to look to scripture. We need to look to a firm understanding of what it is to be a man or a woman. And I think it was kind of cool to kind of look at a current, modern, and popular family film franchise where you have characters that may not be completely masculine on their own, but you can look at them together and see... There's something that's masculine, but we can't always look at Hollywood. We, we, we shouldn't ever look at Hollywood. We shouldn't look at movies for our hope and for our understanding. We look to scripture. Scripture is our firm foundation. Did I talk about cartoon animals fighting a mustache man with drones? Yes, but my foundation is Christ. The foundation of this podcast, the foundation of this episode is Christ. And we need to remember that. We can't say, you know, I, I want to just kind of still kind of live in the world be a part of the world so i'll just kind of put christ to the side nah, don't do that so this is the end of the podcast i really appreciate anybody here who listened i'm sorry if it was a little weird talking about cartoon animals from japan and somehow they how they somehow just something with masculinity and then throwing jesus in there it's i know it's just weird it's very weird indeed there's something that always my brain goes to and I, I always, everything I look at, I compare it to scripture and I see what does this get right with scripture and what does it get wrong. And boy, oh boy, do I know how to find out when things are wrong. But that's for another time. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I, uh, I just, I hope and, and pray this uh, reaches some people. And if you have any questions or if you really hated this podcast, by all means. I don't know how, but I'm sure you'll find some way to let me know. Just don't come to my house, please. That'd be kind of creepy. Anyway, yeah, everybody, you have a good morning, good day, and good night. God bless. See ya!